You know what, Sam? What? I'll say it again because it's true again. We need a goalie. Yes, once again for the millionth time. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We've hoped you've had a good few days. Uh, Sam, we only have one game to review this, and we are doing our sec- our second part of midseason grades. And the second part is going to be focusing on the forwards. Uh, but first things first, um, we'll go with some podcast news. One, remember, we have a great promo with SeatGeek. Get 20% off of your first order with them. Use promo code Kaniac Report. All one word. It is a great deal. You should use it. Uh, the next piece of news, Sam. Brian Hauser. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, wins the giveaway for the Detroit game. And uh, congratulations to him. Yeah, and I guess he won for... Kaniac Sessions. Yeah, so that's funny. Good that is him. funny. Hey, I guess he's a lucky guy. He is a lucky guy. <laughs> um, so good for him. Uh, sorry, Brian, but you won't be allowed to enter into the next one. <laughs> well, so, well, 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 well. You got one for Kaniac Report, now one for Kaniac Sessions. We probably need to cap you. At least for the next game, you won't be able to. So you got to take that one off. But the one after, we'll let you back in. So We'll, fi- we'll, fi- we'll figure that out. That's funny, though. Um, that is funny. Um, and uh, speaking of giveaways, Sam, our next giveaway game is the New Jersey game, which is on Thursday of next week. So that's just a heads up for yep. you guys. That's all I'm going to say. It's our next giveaway game. And remember, listen to our episodes yeah. on the instructions. If you don't, then you're not going to know how to enter into our amazing yep. ticket giveaways. Because we'll, I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. And so what, when does this come out, Sam? This comes out. T- this comes Friday, out tomorrow. tomorrow so Friday. Thursday, okay. So I'll announce how to do it for the Monday episode. Yep. Yep. You'll do that. And obviously I just want to give them a heads up on that. Yeah, so you want to pay attention. You want to listen. Yeah, you definitely do. Uh, so that's the rest of podcast news. Now we're going to get into some NHL news, Sam. Um, there were two extensions with both with Chicago uh, Jason Dickinson, who has been performing pretty decently for Chicago, 14 goals, 9 assists, 23 points last time I saw. Uh, Two-year contract extension. Is he defenseman? He's a forward. Forward, okay. Um, two years, $4.25 million contract. Um, that, I, I mean, two years, reasonable contract for a team that's on a rebuild. No surprise there. Uh, a little bit, just a little bit surprising with the next one. Nick mm. Felingo. Signs a two-year extension, $4.5 million contract. I think he's wanting to accept the mentorship role with Chicago. You have to want to do that to accept a contract like that at that age on a team that's not going to win for at least another two, three years maybe. I think earliest two years. But, I mean, I mean, hey, you never know. I mean, really, you really don't know. I mean, if they really wanted to bulk up with free agency coming up, they can. And I guess one thing I'll ask you, Sam, it's we need a center, right? Um, there's another Blackhawk, former Blackhawk, who's available. 
as a free agent, do you sign Corey Perry? I mean, I think he's played center. He's he, good. He, he's a winger, I believe, though. Corey Perry is. I think he might be, but I know he's played center, I believe, in his career. I think he was center with Anaheim. Yeah, I'll check, but... I mean, he might be a winger, but he's a vet. I mean, do you look at that? Do you, do you think, oh, you know, dude can still play and produce? We don't really know what he did in Chicago, but it sounds like the NHLPA and even the NHL doesn't view it significantly enough that it's uh, to keep him out of the league. Yeah. Um, I do think he's a winger. I'm. I, I, he might again, be a I'm winger. He might be a right winger, actually, now that I think about it. Because for some reason I always think he's a right center. winger. Okay. But he's still, you know, it's a solid player, you know, depth guy. I don't know. Do you think about it? I mean, I I wouldn't mind if we have him, uh, but at the same time, I think someone like if, if you're going to go for a veteran, I prefer Eric Stahl over Corey Perry because he has that ex- huge experience of playing at center. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, and if you're looking to upgrade right now, given how poorly Cook and Yemi's been playing. Um, yeah, yeah. Just curious. I thought about Corey Perry because he's been a little bit in the news. That sounds like the NHLPA is going to file a lawsuit on the contract termination against Chicago. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that's the right move. Until I see otherwise, I don't think the contract termination was justified because um, I just haven't seen it yet, and it really just doesn't sound the way people talk about it that it was really a justifiable action, given that the league's not even keeping him out of keeping him out of the league. They're saying he can play, so. If a team signs him, then he can go for it. Yes, definitely. Uh, so that's all with NHL news. Uh, the next uh, section here, Sam, is Hurricanes news. And a few things have been let out, especially a couple this past week that we didn't get to uh, due to um, the Justin Williams episode and others. But um, one thing that was released very recently, Sam, is it is officially announced that Amazon is investing into Bali Sports. Here's my take on this. No, I think we can all agree we just want games to be watchable. Yeah. That is the biggest thing. We want them watchable, and you have to have good quality. We don't want freaking big static images as icons for players. You got to see the players. Good quality, watchable content. I think that's all we need, whether it's Bali Sports or not. Honestly, Amazon Prime, I wouldn't mind watching a game on there. So I don't believe this is going to change much of the quality because Amazon is a minority owner. So everything, it's it's not a full-fledged buying out of Bali or taking over Bali. Um, Even though it'd probably be better if they did. I think, and I was talking to our roommate Hunter about this, uh, about Bally, then this investment the other night. And I think he made a good point where this could be something like maybe when Tom Dundon bought the XFL, if anyone knows what that is, I don't know. He bought it and then he basically dissolved it because it didn't make money. So this could be Amazon's way of kind of getting involved in something and seeing if there's profit to be made here and then taking over. Um, I don't know if that'll happen or not. Maybe Amazon does take over uh, Bally in general and then make a decision in that regard. But I don't. I don't know. I really just. I don't know if this is really going to make much of a difference. Other than you can watch it on Amazon Prime now. Um, what that is true, you can't watch it on Prime. Yes, definitely. Um, I think um, 
to be honest, I think it'd be better if Amazon bought the whole thing personally. But it's um, maybe this is a step in the right direction. And the biggest thing, you just want it to be watchable. And so far with Bali, it has been a struggle. Obviously, with if you watch the pregame, you know what happens um, when the pregame ends. You it takes you out of the uh, actual stream, and you have to click back in to actually watch the game. I think that is ridiculous. You really need to simplify it, and that's just the biggest thing. Is just being able to watch it all the way through, regardless if you start at pregame or you start at the game, whatever. That's the biggest thing. Um, but enough of that. <laughs> the next piece of news, Sam, and this was uh, introduced. It seems like I didn't fans know weren't happy with it. When I saw the reaction, it was Fanatic Sportsbook is partnering with the Hurricanes. Folks don't like Fanatics as a product. They seem to have issues with the jerseys. I bought in a few jerseys from them. Uh, on average, they're fine. My Nito Nito Rider jersey I have, I really like. That's Fanatics. Um, I think my Ajo jersey's Fanatics. So, I mean, on average, I've never had a problem with their stuff, really. I had one jersey that was bad, and that was my fault. I didn't open it in time to get it, you know, like, replaced. Mm. Um, that was a Dougie Hamilton jersey, and it looked like it was just defective when I got it, but it would have been fixable. Um, so, I don't... I just I don't have a overall problem with fanatics, but I guess other people do, and you know people find stuff to complain about all the time. So it's one of those okay, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I just view this as another scenario where, again, Tom Dundon gets money. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying Tom Dundon is an evil person for having this very businesslike mindset. I think there are times where. Um, he uses the analytics and that business mindset to a little bit, a little bit maybe hurt the chemistry of the team. Maybe I think there's an argument to be made there, but I'm not saying that he's overall an evil man. I'm just saying that there are things that I think needs to be critiqued from Dundon, but yet not everybody's perfect. And um, with Dundon, he has definitely made this team better definitely has so props to him on getting this team he was the start of this team getting back in to the playoffs uh, so that's all with the fanatic sports book the next piece of news sam um hurricanes released this some time ago but i wanted to just mention this kaniac connect they made it a platform where fans can answer surveys and engage in interactive content. I think that is good. I think that's excellent because your fans are basically your consumers. They are one of the most um, primary things in generating money. And I think that's good they're doing this. I applied for it. I haven't heard back anything. So that's a little bit. They just don't like us, Sam. We criticize them too much. Okay. Listen, we were able to get a guest, which I'm not going to say that's going to be happening in the near future. Starts with a W. <laughs> when is that? You said 28th, right? Yeah, so 28th. Days, so next week? No, yeah, yeah, next week. Sunday, that's, next that's, the, that's our interview with them. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll announce that one early, though, because that one's pretty cool. And honestly, that might be an episode in and of itself because I believe that is the bye week 
uh, that's the All Star Break week. So yes, yeah, yeah we might right. just that's make that up. an episode in of itself. Um, but I'm not, but I'm not going to spoil it. It's going to be a reveal, so it's going to be exciting. But uh, yeah, that's I mean that's pretty much it for Hurricanes news. Kind of a little bit straightforward there. Now we're going to get into the one game that uh, all of us fans kind of left bitterly disappointed. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 24. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam. Uh, the L.A. game. In other words, the Justin Williams ceremony game. Ceremony was awesome. I thought what they did for Williams was great. Uh, to me, the funniest part was when they revealed the um, the uh, golf souvenir thing that he yeah. got. He was like, ooh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge golf person, yeah. so that makes sense. But that was awesome. I loved how Cam Ward, he was the first inductee into the hall of fame gave him the induction jacket which looks just gorgeous Mm -hmm. i wish there was a way to (laughs) get get my hands on it because that looks really nice yeah like i'll buy it if i have to that (laughs) looks really nice yeah it was a good ceremony touching heartfelt williams was struggling to stay keep his composure and i don't blame him so congratulations to to willie yeah, well, he was wearing his heart on his sleeve while uh, making his speech, and that's just awesome. It shows that he's very authentic. It shows that he's very genuine and good for him. I want someone who's speaking, speaking from their heart. I don't want there to be, like, any fakeness in the speech. And he, you can tell he was definitely speaking from the heart, and that's just awesome. Justin Williams, uh, congrats on making it into the Hall of Fame. And, Sam, I think the that after him, that's where the real question starts for the Hall of Fame. Um, I I have one player in mind, and to me, that's Eric Cole. I could see Eric Cole being the next person, but unless Eric Stahl retires, yes, unless Eric Stahl retires, then, it's Eric then Stahl. you have to do Eric Stahl first. And is is, is Cole? Ne- you know, I don't I don't go with Eric Cole next. I go with Ray Whitney. 
Really? Ray Whitney over Eric Cole? Yeah, I go with Ray Whitney. To me, it was one of those two. I probably go with Ray Whitney or I go with Chad LaRose. Well, think about it. Chad LaRose spent his whole career in Carolina. He was a staple of the organization. He was the the, the the class comedian or class clown, as you could say, for the organization. Everybody loved him. Fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to put Chad LaRose in there when that And if you do, then you're probably going to have to do it with Martinuk when he retires. Maybe, yeah. Because they kind of fit in well, that no, same well, build, just a little bit. Well, Chad LaRose spent his whole career with the Hurricanes. True, but so you know, for me, it's like I feel like you got to give Martin it to Rose. kind of embodies a little bit of that Chad the Rose type of player. Yeah, for me, I think there's a lot of players that could go in this next spot. I think Eric Cole, you're right, Ray Whitney. I think you see Jokinen, Tuomo Rutu. Oh, I love, um, I love you see Jokinen. So there's a lot of players I He's think that truly, truly Tim Gleason. Yeah, Tim Gleason might go next. Um, Yoni Pitkinen, he was a staple of the back end for many years. Um, oh no, Corvo! I don't know about Corvo. <laughs> but, I, mean, I mean, there are just a lot of players that really made this franchise, especially when you and I were growing up. I mean, Jokin and Rutu, just a couple. Ray Whitney, uh, Corey Stillman, Frantisette Caberlet, um, Kevin Adams. There's a lot of players that that, that deserve to be there. A lot of them on that that roster. When we I won could the see Stanley Kevin Cup. Adams being a a uh, nomination, yeah. at least. Yeah, and I look, I like uh, Eric Cole. I'm not saying he's not deserving. I'm just saying I don't know if I vote for him in this round. But, I mean, yeah, you just you don't know. Um, it'll be exciting. I expect it'll probably be either Cole, Gleason, or Stahl. Um, unless Stahl doesn't retire. Yes. But, again, I don't know if that's the qualifications. It might be, but I can't, I can't remember. I do know you have to pay, play. Yeah, I think you have to be retired. But I do know you have to play at least five hundred games for the Hurricanes in order to be inducted. So, okay, they had a game limit. Yeah, they do have a game limit. So that. Uh oh, I might take what? out Chad LaRose. Now I have to Google it. Does it really? Because it is five hundred games. Um. I don't know if Chad <laughs> did he make it? He makes it by eight. He makes it by eight games. Wow, five hundred and eight. I'm games. sure you are happy. He played from the 2005-2006 season to the 2012-2013 season. His best seasons were the 08-09 season. He had 31 points, and the 11-12 season he had 32 points. He had a good year, his 07-08 season, too. He was mainly a 20-30 point player. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Usually between that number. Yeah. So his offense was pretty good. I would say his offense is probably better than Martin Hooks. Um Yes, Chad Rose had a little bit more skill. Yes, he did. Um, because he consistently yeah. scored double-digit um, goals. He was usually at least over 10 goals a, a season. He almost got 20. In the 08-09 season, which was the year we won, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, take that for what you will. But yeah, Chad Rose is is qualified. of course, of course, of course, you would say that. Uh, but yeah, that's the ceremony was great and all that stuff. And then that was a game of itself was the ceremony because the game that we witnessed after that, Sam, was completely different. To me, I call it a dud because mm-hmm. I didn't. Other than probably after we uh, put Peretz in nets, 
I didn't really think we had it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, first period, you have more scoring. And then second period, you have Martinuk's uh, tying it up. That was just a great chance. I think Burns really created that chance by passing it to Jarvis. Jarvis is playing amazing on that stall line. Um, I would not, honestly, I mean, say what you will about Star Martinuk. Regardless, that line's doing well. Yeah, and they're getting points, so you can't you can't break it up yet. Yeah, you really just can't. Um, but it's tied one to one, and then the the third period that is when the floodgates open. L.A. just comes in, dominates. Now here's the thing: before heading into this game, Sam, L.A. was on like an eight or nine game losing streak, so you knew it was going to end. Yeah, and you gave them hope. So they had hope. They knew. Um, all they had to do is win the third, and they won the game, and that's what they did. They slaughtered us. I mean, they three back to back to back goals. They were all scored pretty consecutively and pretty early. And I don't. Here's the thing. I don't blame this game on Ranta. Mm. Now, could he have made a couple saves? Yes, he could have. Yeah, I think he could have stopped at least one of those last three. Um, I would have liked to him, him to have. Stopped I think he could have line. stopped two of the last. Okay, three. yeah, maybe two. Either way, that puts LA ahead, but. I mean, our defense also broke down. I mean, these were chances that L.A. had off the rush, really good opportunities. So, yeah, you would like a save from your goalie, but I'm not going to put him on put it on Ronta when he's played very, very good lately. And your first line was terrible. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. The first line right now is the least of my problems. Yes. They have been playing elite for so long. They are human. You cannot expect perfection out of even the likes of Ajo and Svech. You just can't. But you also have to point out the fact that they were just terrible in that game. I mean, they were a turnover machine. They just could not gel at all. Props to L.A., although I thought in L.A.'s game there was a, a lot of desperation. And coming into the game, as you saw their schedule, they needed that desperation. So even though Ajo and Svech and Tara should have played better, They've been playing at such a high level. You can't just expect perfectionism after each and every game. I think the biggest thing is that you're going to have those bad games. You're going to have those bad periods. But it's what you do after that that, to me, really is okay. Who are you after that failure? That's the biggest thing after that loss. One more thing I do want to say, though, about this game. And it's the last thing. Peretz comes in. Uh, he comes in when LA is up four to one. After that, Carolina, I thought, I mean, that you can tell they were pushing, but even in that push, I thought they were still a little bit struggling. Um, I mean, Peretz only had to stop one shot. That was it. Uh, they kind of played, I would say, just a little bit of like the David Ayers game. They played being like, this goalie has no chance to win it, so we got to do it. But they couldn't. Uh, so, I mean, good for Peretz for coming in. But at that point, I think Brendan was like, listen, we need a jolt in the team. And second, I could see him being like, I, I don't know if we're going to win this. Now, Drury gives us life a little bit with making it 4-2. to But regardless, L.A., they more specifically scores on the empty net. And that's all. That is... Five to two, LA wins. Ends the point streak. Let's not overreact. 
Move no. on to Detroit. No, and, and to be honest, Perrette's made a good save. So I'm going to take that. You know, the reality is Kochekov has been skating a little bit, but there's still no timetable for his return. So the reality is he needs to be back in a week. Or you have to trade a goalie. Or you have to resign yourself of Perrette's is going to play either. If you don't think Kochekov's coming back, I really don't want Peretz to play against Boston or New Jersey. New Jersey hasn't been all that great, but I still don't want him to play against a divisional rival because I want that win more. I think you got to play Peretz what would be tonight, or you got to play Peretz Sunday on Minnesota so Ronta can do the back-to-back. And even then, I don't want Ronta to do the back-to-back. So it's one of those things where you're, you're, you're to a point where you might have to let Peretz play a game because you cannot have Ronta play Friday, Sunday, and then the back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. You cannot do that. You just simply cannot do that. You know, at this point with how management has been very inactive at trying to get a goalie, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Peretz in one of those games. I just wouldn't. Because... Honestly, my Sam, I think we both have the same perspective. Right now, my perspective with management, <laughs> I doubt they're going to get a goalie. I just don't I think they. I don't think they are serious. And I'm about not happy about it. Trust me, I'm not. I don't think they're serious about winning a Stanley Cup. I think they're serious about staying a contender and a playoff contender. But they aren't serious about winning a Stanley Cup. They've done nothing to address the ser- like the actual problems this team has. What what sense did Orlov make? Absolutely none. What sense did it make to bring back two injury-prone goaltenders? Absolutely none, other than it was the cheapest option for the organization. They've done a lot of things this last offseason that made no sense. The only offseason where they, they did stuff that made sense was the last year's offseason when they got Max Patch ready. They fixed a problem. And Brent Burns. Yeah, they fi- they addressed issues that was available, yes. right? You lost Dougie Hamilton. Okay, well, you got to replace Doug. You know, you lost Dougie Hamilton. You brought in Tony, but then you brought in uh, Burns to replace Tony. Okay, makes sense. You needed that guy to play with Slavin. Okay, cool. Makes sense. That was a need. You filled it. Then you brought in Max Pacioretty. All right, one of the reasons we didn't do so good in the playoffs was we didn't have a finisher. Great, you brought in a finisher. And then that whole season, we're out. We did. We don't even get Patch ready because he, you know, tore his Achilles twice, which is bizarre. But you don't address it at the deadline. Okay, well then that makes no sense. Where in your brain did it make? Did you all of a sudden think we don't have that problem anymore because it's still there? And now we're going into this playoffs, adding a defenseman that we didn't need, having another defenseman who's on the bench, which I think is stupid, because um, he's a goal. He's a producer. He's an offensive producer, but. It's like, okay, well, you could have just brought in D'Angelo. That makes sense. That fixes it. You know, why did we need to give $8 million to Orlov for two years? We could have just given Tony $2 million for two years, right? I mean, it just management, all that to say, management is are, are, are fools right now for not doing what they need to do, right? Yeah, sorry, you might have to take a crappy contract like Campbell's, like Merzlikens, right? Or Markstrom's. Grow up. It sometimes, there are teams that are going to have bad contracts on yeah, the books. Yeah, there are. Tampa Bay might some of those contracts they have might look really bad in a few years when those players don't play good anymore. Look at Tyler Johnson, for example. They gave him a bad contract and they moved him to Chicago. There will be teams that'll take bad contracts, but you make these bad contracts to win. I'm sorry. 
you need to learn that now or else you're never going to get it. And Adam Gold is right. You take a couple. I'm not saying be like Toronto. No. Well, no, they have all their money tied up four players. I'm not saying do something like that. But I'm saying sometimes you got to overpay. Adam Gold is right. When there was a need, Jim Rutherford knew how to address the need. Don Waddell and company do not know how to address a need. Instead, they They try to shore up. They feel like they need to win. They feel like they need to win everything. And you can't. And if you think you're going to win everything, I got news for you that there are 31 other general managers in the National Hockey League who aren't going to let you do that. You're yes. not going to always get a Victor Rass for Nino Niederreiter. That is never always going to work. We got lucky. You said Patrick Marlowe trade. Yeah, you got lucky there. There are only a handful of trades where you can definitively say we won. Did we win that Dougie Hamilton trade? No. We got Dougie Hamilton, but Lindholm turned into a first-line center. I mean, you know, Dundagi Hamilton didn't last but a couple years here. And, I mean, granted, Lindholm might leave Calgary, but he played there longer than here. So I hated to see Lindholm leave. I didn't mind Hannafin. I thought he was yeah. overrated. But you need to be brave enough to Don Waddell, to Tom Dundon. One, Tom Dundon, get your freaking nose out of the business, okay? Let Don Waddell do his job, okay? He knows how to sign plays. He knows how to do his job. Let him do his job. Stop trying to dictate how everything is, okay? You don't know anything about the National Hockey League. You know nothing about hockey. Don Waddell's been in this for years. Just stop. Let him do it or fire him and hire someone who will do it. But you get your nose out of it. Enjoy watching the game. The team will be successful. You don't have to dictate everything. And as long as you continue to dictate everything, this team will not win a Stanley Cup because we don't have the neat depth and goal that we need. We need, at the very least, a buffer between Ranta and Peretz. And we need offense, and we need a second-line center. And so far, you're sitting on your hands thinking this team can do it. We like our group. Well, you've liked your group the last five years, and we haven't been able to do it. So it's either one or two things. Either the personnel is a problem, so that's management, and you're refusing to address it, therefore you got to fire Don Waddell. Or you like your group, you believe the group isn't the problem, then it's the coaching staff, and you got to let them go. Right? It's one or the two things. You cannot be. It cannot be not a problem. There is an issue here. What is the issue? Address the issue. Don't, don't be coward. Address the issue. Yes, I trust me. I completely agree. And maybe what we said there might be. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna gonna say that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much um the stance there that both of us have made on management. Uh, now, Sam. Second part of mid-season grades. First player on the list, Brendan Lemieux. I give him. I give him a B. I give him an A. And you're like, oh, he hasn't played a whole lot. Well, I have to take into account what he has played, and when he's been in the lineup, I've really liked him. He's not. He's not a problem. He's fast. He's able to hit people. He got into a great fight. He does produce a little bit. He's doing everything you ask. He's doing everything and more that you ask of a thirteenth forward, right? And and I and I appreciate that. And I and I like that he does it without complaining. He's out there. He's playing. He's practicing. He's doing what he's got to do. Same thing that I give with Tony, right? I gave him a good grade because he's doing the same thing. Comes in when he needs to play. I I respect the heck out of players who do stuff like that. Yeah, well, the only reason I didn't give Lemieux an A because I thought the first maybe one or two games, I think probably maybe just one, I was like, "Ah, I don't really see that depth forward there. Depth forward there. But it seems like every game he's played, Sam, he's getting better. And we saw that 
especially especially right now with Netris being out. So I really like Lemieux. I think he's a perfect depth forward. Uh, next player, Sam, is Martin Netris. I'm gonna give him a B minus. And here's the thing: he's putting up points. So I'm not giving him a D or or a C, but he does have issues. Mm. I'm gonna give him a C plus. So kind so, of so just right around that same number as you. Yeah. But I mean, he's doing fine. But he's he's like that. He's a combination of last year's Marty Natchez and the year before's Marty Natchez. Yes, he is. And I think the average, and that's why I'm giving him a C plus, which is average. So I mean, that's why I'm, you know he's getting the points, but. He makes all the defensive liability mistakes that he he's turnovers, turnovers, turnovers all the time. And he tries to do too much himself. So I know you're on a contract year, bud, but it doesn't help you to change your game just because you're on a contract year. Yes, exactly. Uh, next player, Jordan Martinuk. Um, I, I, I can't give anybody on the stall Martinuk line less than a C. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving him a C. I'm giving him a C plus. Oh, C plus. Yeah, I I, I like I'd probably agree. End, yeah, C plus. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's. I mean, his offense. He's is no starting Jordan to Martin of a last little bit year. better. He's not the Jordan Martin of last year. He definitely isn't. But he's still fine, and that line's been very good of late. So that's why I think a C plus is fair. And honestly, he's a player that's not supposed to score, but yet he's supposed to every now and then. Again, every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of my view on Martinuk. Next player, Sam, Jack Drury. If I had to list one of the most improved players on this team, Jack Drury would be up there. You told me a month ago about the grades. Jack Drury, probably a D. Now I give him a B. So I'm going to give him a C plus. I'm kind of sticking with the average because I I have to take into account the start of the season. And he wasn't very good. No, he wasn't. So a C plus, but I can see him being in that B, A range by the end of the season. I can't give him an A, but I'll give him a B. I can see him hitting closer to the A at the end of the season if he keeps playing this way. So that's why I'm giving him a C plus because I think that's the average of his body of work. Um, the whole season, not just taking into account what's recent. If I was giving him recent, yeah, I'd probably say it could be, but I have to take into account the full half. And that's half. understandable. Yeah, it is. Um, Sebastian Ajo. I, I'm giving him an A. I'm giving I him just, a B plus. I'm giving him an A. Um, so the reason I give him the B plus is because I think the first part of the season he also wasn't very good. And the and I think his huge point streak masked the problems that we were getting with Aho up till then because I thought he was wildly inconsistent because he got like eleven points in a matter of what like a week and now, I think that masks, still... I think that masks a lot of I think Aho's season on general wasn't very was wasn't wasn't what we wanted. Until then. And, and I think after that, he's been very good. He's not getting 11 points every week anymore. But, I mean, he's still playing very well. So, I think a B-plus is fair. And I think an A is fine, too. But uh, I can't justify an A only because I, I feel as though those 11-point, that 11-point week bolstered what was a probably an average to below average season of what he would want until then. Yes, I completely agree. And to be honest, the only times that I thought he struggled was on the second um, long West Coast trip. 
and he actually didn't get any points on that. Um, That's Canadian another reason trip. why I'm putting him as a as a as a B plus. It's just that, uh, that, but that he's rebounded disaster. very nicely sure. after that Vancouver sit down players only meeting. Yeah, and I so expect I'm him giving be, him an A. I expect him to be an A by the time the season ends. Uh, next player, Sam Michael Bunting. I'm gonna get a flat C here. I think he's been fine. I think you wanted more out of him, given the contract, and you're just not getting it. Um, he's been fine. Like he's serviceable, I guess you could say for Bunting. He's kind of doing what you wanted him to do, but I think you wanted more. I'm giving him a C plus. Hmm. Uh, the reason why is because I think he can be more of an agitator, like he was in Toronto. Um, I still think he's playing pretty good. I mean, he has 28 points. He's putting up points. But recently, he has a little bit cooled off, especially being on the line with KK. Um, so I, I do I do agree he probably needs to start a little bit maybe producing more. Yeah. But he overall, I think there isn't many concerns or just maybe a couple. But overall, I think he's been playing pretty good for us i think 4.5 contract i'm not gonna harp over that with the way he's playing no like i said i think they wanted more but he's got four what four years to make that three. work three, three years, years to make yeah. it work so i mean if it's an average year this year but it works out next year i think you accept that yep um next player sam i hope you've given an a to this player stefan nason oh yeah he's an a he's been outstanding i love nason to death he is one of my favorite players this season keeps he's to me the hardest working player on the ice he, he really is and also with nason there's a little bit of skill to him he's really good uh, around the net uh next player sam extend kk him. you gotta extend nason yes you do have to extend <laughs> nason kk is next i get I... it's so hard because his first quarter of the season was so good like, he was proven everybody wrong. He was clearly a number two center. And then the last 20 games, it's been... It has. Now, here's the thing. I think the last few games, there have been signs well, of him the trying to improve. LA, he was very good. I thought that line was very good. In the first period, I thought it was. And then, to me, after that, it just kind of dissipated. Yeah. But um, regardless, he's still not getting the points. I Part of it, I think you could argue maybe he needs a better line mates, which you could argue uh, in favor of bringing Martin Natchez back because he ha- has a flashiness to his game. The only thing with Natchez is that sometimes that flashiness can tur- be a turnover machine, and you can't have that happen. But I do see an argument for having Natchez in the lineup next to KK. You just need some flashiness there. And maybe that's what KK needs. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's possible. You gotta uh, do something. But yeah, I gave him a D. I just did. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a very long stretch. Oh, it's, it's so hard because, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with the D. I don't want to. It's one of those things where it's teetering on that D to C range, but I think it's flat D, I think it's is reasonable um i but i we we've seen what he can do so it's like okay we know you can do this do it <laughs> yes exactly um but he's still a young player i still think he can hit a second line center spot even though i don't think he's there yet and i yeah. think all of us agree he's not there yet yes 
Uh, next player, Sam, Tavo Terablinen. Much, I would say this, much better season than last season. Well, yeah, if you, you compare anything to Terablinen's last season, it's going to be a good thing, right? I mean, he, he would have to have done all, I mean, it would have had to have been awful for it to have been even any worse than last now, year. Now, I'm not giving him an A because no. he could be a little bit more consistent. I'll give him a B. That's what I was thinking, too. A B, I think, is fair for him. He's been 14 solid. goals. He's one of the top goal scorers. Yeah, I know. He's probably going to hit 20, maybe 30 goals this year, and I think that's pretty solid because he's we're halfway through the season. He's at almost 15. So, yeah, he might hit 30 goals, and I'm like, that's not Tavo Teravainen, but dude's got probably the best shot in, on the team. And, and he needs to use it more. Yeah, no, he definitely needs to go back to using it more like he was at the beginning of the year. Like, dude, it's proof you've got the best shot on the team. Be a little bit more selfish. Yes, exactly. Uh, next player, Sam Jordan Stahl. A. I'm giving him an A two. It's he, Jordan Stahl. He's he's been giving it his all too, just like the Nason, just like Martinuk. I, I I can't falter his game. Now here's the thing: his offense has been a little bit drying up, but he, I think he's kind of proven to be very good in the aspect of being a very good defensive center. Yes. I think he's one of the best in the league. Yes. That's all I have to say. Uh, Seth Jarvis and A for me. Yeah, he's been probably one of the most improved players on the team. And he's my favorite player this season on the Hurricanes, actually. Yeah, he's been good. I think that's fair. He's been one he's of my played team. great with Ajo, and now he's playing great with Stahl. Like, you yeah. can have him First anywhere in the lineup. You can tell Stahl, sorry, you can tell Brenda Moore, trust him, because he's on the PK, he's on the power play, yep. he can... Win faceoffs. He's an all situations guy. Yes. Thank you, Toronto, for giving us yeah, giving him to you. us. Uh yes, Profost. I'll give him a B. I think he's been doing good. He's doing what you want. Yes. And he's as part of that stall line for a good chunk of the season. I, I don't want to give him anything lower than that. And he's one of the best defensive forwards I think we have on the team. Yes. Um, last but not least, Andrei Svechnikov, um, a player he was struggling to get goals when he uh, came back, gets I'm, hurt again, but he after hurt. he gets hurt, he is blossoming. I don't think he was ever fully healthy till he came back the second time. I think there's a good argument to be made f- for that. So I'm not going to – where I in general, I don't, I don't do this for a lot of players, but he also did get points. And I think Svech is around that point per game mark. Yeah, I'm checking real quick here on yeah. Hurricanes website. Uh, 28 games, 28 points. So he's a point per game. I'm giving him an A. I think he's I'm giving him an A too. How many he's goals? Been, he's uh, he has 10 goals, 18 assists. If you remember when he first came back, he was piling up all the the assists. Yeah, so he was still getting points. You're not paying him to to assist, but. You take it. So, yeah, A for Svetch. I think he's been very good. Yes. Uh, so that is all for our midterm grades. We have done all the positions. We've done goaltending, defense, and forwards. So that is all. Uh, the next time we'll be doing grades is end-of-season grades. Uh, so stick around. That will be in the off-season, of course. Uh, but we will see you guys Monday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report.
We'll see you next time.